Welcome to Was I Drunk, a podcast with a refined, pretentious prick who waxes poetic at parties when he's had more than one smearing off ice. I'm your host, Austin Cross. What this week is Jenkins, Wayne, Jamie. And as we do every single week, we're going to get started with our bar master extraordinaire, Mr. Jenkins, and see what is on tap. Today I've made for us the Old Pal. I made it because I love the title. I think it's a great, fun drink name. Um, you know, something that just hugs you around the shoulders when you meet up with them after a few years. An old pal. So it is, uh, it's a bourbon drink, or a whiskey drink, I guess. It's a rye drink, technically. So you're going to do one ounce of rye. three things there. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, you're not, we're not supposed to interrupt this section. I'm sorry, but. <laughs> they're all whiskeys. You know, you have rye whiskey, you have bourbon whiskeys, you have okay. all whiskey. All right. So it's a, it's a rye drink, technically. So one ounce of rye. One ounce of Campari and one ounce of dry vermouth. Um, throw that in your mixing glass with some ice. Stir it up. Pour it in a Nick and Nora is what it's normally served in. Uh, so like a five ounce high stemmed glass um, with a lemon twist as a garnish. So hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Like I said, I think it's a kind of a fun drink with the old pal. No, it's a. Uh... It tastes like Tussin. It tastes like Robitussin. All right. It does. It does definitely have a very like cough syrup essence about it. Cough syrup adjacent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's uh, it's it's potent. It's strong. Um, it is. It is both of those things. Yeah. It's a very dry drink. <laughs> it is a very dry drink. All right. Well, there we go. Let's move into our aperitif topics. Since no one else really has more to say about the wonderful old pal. Uh, coming to a store near you soon. Uh, I want to open up actually because this week, uh, whether well, we are recording this, not the week you guys are going to be listening to it, we are actually seeing the release of Clerks 3 from Kevin Smith. And I personally like the Clerks series. I like Kevin Smith's work for the most part. His more recent stuff with the um, True North trilogy, he called it, his Stoner trilogy. Not as much. Uh, Tusk was a weird, weird set of movies, and then a weird movie, and then. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yoga Hosers was uh, hot garbage, but Clark's Three looks actually pretty good. Anyone seen the trailer for this yet? I have not. I don't know what you're talking about. Tell me about it. Okay, well, okay. Kevin Smith's a director. He started out in New Jersey uh, with an independent film called Clerks. He filmed it with his own money. He rented a black and white uh, film camera in the late 80s, early 90s, early 90s, I think it was. And uh, he basically filmed a movie that he wrote starred in well semi-starred in he was a secondary character and directed um in the convenience store he worked in so they worked there during the day and then at night they closed the store up and they'd, they'd film in the store in the store and then they would do whatever use mostly local new jersey talent it got a lot of attention at film awards in the early 90s miramax picked it up um and distributed it actually nationwide it got a decent cult following and then it kind of spawned an entire universe built he called it his uh his what jersey uh something it was the view askewiverse what he called it but it was like his jersey set of movies also yeah i can't remember what it was but jersey something he called the view askew universe but um which is like his production company 
but basically all centered around the same general area in New Jersey. Uh, two characters, Jay and Silent Bob. He plays Silent Bob, and a, his friend uh, Jason Muse plays Jay, two stoner guys. And they had a series of movies. Mallrats was one. Chase Navy, yeah. Dogma, all pretty good flicks. Um, I think Dogma arguably is one of the, the best. The, yeah, it's it's probably the best, and it's easily the most well-known. I really like Chase Navy. Uh, because Chase name is all it's a it's a love story about a guy who falls in love with a woman who ends up being a lesbian, but then they actually fall in love and she falls in love with him, and then they have a bad, bad breakup, and it's the whole thing. They're comic book writers. Uh, I like that one a lot too. Um, Janice Tom Bob Strike Back was the last one in that series, and he kind of went on to do other things a little bit. He directed um, Zach and Mary make a porno, um, some movie with Ben Affleck and. Uh, j-lo in it i forget which one that one was back when they were a thing another thing again yeah. but his point is they're a thing he again? made a clerks yeah he made a clerks 2 which was well. really great much superior to the original i thought i thought clerks 2 was actually a really great fun movie rosario dawson was in oh, yeah because they had a budget they had a budget this time and uh, that was excellent that was the mid-2000s and then so nothing since then bringing back all the characters now including the ones from the original star wars ones. versus lotr was yeah was great that was yeah. that was best classic scene yeah. out of that thing. i love that Sorry. movie yeah that was great um, they have a lot of heart to them, even though they're like um, gross out kind of bit. Lots of lots of cursing, lots of like um, crude humor. A donkey them. show. A donkey show is in the second hey, one. Kelly can be a guy's name too. Yeah, yeah, it can be. Uh, but the third one looks pretty good. It's actually because each one of these movies has basically been him exploring a part of his life, a time in his life. Him when he was in his early twenties. Clerks Two is about how he kind of felt himself in his mid-30s, and this one's now how he feels in his mid-40s, early 50s. Um, I guess the story basically is Randall, the kind of like more crass one of the two clerks, has a heart attack while working at the convenience store, and um, they and he basically inspires him to write his own movie, essentially telling the story of clerks, hmm. the actual making of the original film. It's kind of very meta, or whatever. I don't know, it looks interesting, it looks funny. I got some tickets next week, next Friday, to go see it at 7. It's showing like limitedly, uh, like oh. one show time a day. Showtime was very important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, it's all at seven every night at seven o'clock. But wow, I'm Only looking forward seven. to it. Uh, the Clerks Two really blew my kind of socks off. I really enjoyed that one a lot, and uh, I'm kind of curious to see where these kind of guys are at now. You know, so I don't know. And about something else want to talk about? I just gushed about Clerks for like 25 minutes. Yeah, that was uh, that was really something. Go uh, see Clerks 3 in theaters starting... At 7. It starts at, at 7. Starting <laughs> actually tomorrow on the 12th. We're recording this on 9-11. We are. Um, Happy Freedom Day to everybody. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize that this is actually a national holiday. They named it Freedom Day? Yeah, it's Freedom Day. I thought it was Patriots Day when I looked at the calendar today. Is it? Pa- I thought it was Freedom uh, Day. Is it somebody Patriots Google Day? it. I thought it was Shit Ton of yeah, Dead Firefighters can. Day. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, I mean, you're not wrong, true. but... I, it, that's what we should be thinking about, shouldn't it be? I mean, yeah, how many it was really firefighters more the, lost their lives? Yes, yeah, for sure. But on uh, Let's see, Patriot Day? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Well, that's Maybe. something we can Maybe. kind of touch that's on what a little Jamie bit, too. It is Patriot Day. Yeah. I stand right, corrected. I, I thought it was the, Freedom Day. So. I looked at the calendar today. Throw this out there. What does it mean to you guys, then? Uh, let's go around. What's today? It to you guys? Yeah, 9-11, what's it mean to you guys? All of us were alive during 9-11. You, a little bit. What? Uh, uh, yes, <laughs> little the bit. listeners can hear the gesture to the <laughs> youngest said, person I in the room. a little bit. But anyways, what about you? Uh, all I remember is... is Every, like one of the teachers going from classroom to classroom, like telling everybody to turn on the TV. channel, whatever. And our our Spanish teacher, is it Hoffman? Yeah, you, you Huff, had Hoffman. or like Hoffman. Yeah, or Hoffman. Just, Hoffman. Like like it's a few second a few like. seconds into it, like going, 
oh, okay, and just turning the TV off and being like, anyways, kids, back to... Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah. That's that's harsh. Just kind of a, like, interesting. Anyways. What about you, Mr. Jenkins? Um, so the original question was, what, what does it mean to you? me? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I think it's it's kind of... Uh, to me, it, it it's... It's multifaceted because it it's kind of it's sad. It's heart wrenching when you actually think about the lives that were lost and the things that happened. Um, and it's also a unifying thing when everyone can. To your point, Wayne, everyone can instantly think of where they were, what they were doing. It's a unifying moment in time for us as Americans, at least. But it's also a stark reminder that you know it, it's a lot of our arrogance that kind of led to this you know decades of interfering in other countries and and our policies ah, and yes uh, the, the the decades spent giving the 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 uh afghans weapons so that they could fight off the russians yeah. only yeah. for them to turn around and use them on us so way i don't to, know i think it's america no i don't i don't think it's it's obviously not america's fault but it's also we're not blameless by well, any means like at a domestic all. abuser She just keeps falling on the stairs. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly right. What about you? Um, So I don't really remember a lot from the specific day, but apparently I was at the babysitters because my parents had full-time jobs. um, And the sitter called my mom panicked, and she's like, are you going to come and pick up your kids? And my mom's like, my mom worked um, in retail. She was a HR manager. And she's like, uh, no, I'm actually taking care of my employees at their job right now. I thought that we could depend on you. <laughs> um, and she was like a nurse and everything, too. Um, but uh, this day also has a different meaning to me because a few years ago, my grandpa died on this day. So it's like it's a easier day to remember just because there's a lot of things that happened on it already. Dick move, grandpa. Um, Jesus. <laughs> So yeah, way to take the wind out of a national tragedy. <laughs> right. Well, I don't know. It was just. Yeah, no, I gotcha. Um, I was skipping school that day. I was at home. Uh, and I, Grandpa woke me up, called me up, and, you know, he was, turn on the TV. And I was like, well, what, Grandpa? What, Grandpa? He's like, we're at war. Hmm. And so I turned on the TV right about 30 seconds before the plane hit second tower. Hmm. So I got to see that live. That was a lot of fun for me. Yeah. Um, because it was scary, you know, definitely. Yeah. My biggest problem with 9-11, and problem is, I'm using the term loosely, is just the way it was used politically after the fact, those of us that were around for oh, that. Um, it was a unifying moment. I mean, President hey, Bush went from having like 40% look, approval the, to 90%. Yeah. And then he turned around and used it at every chance to beat his political opponents over the head. 9-11, 9-11, 9-11, 9-11. Well, and hey, we have, you know, the Patriot Act, which is a... a yeah. A law that was put in place to really just help out the American people. One of the most un-American things you could do after a national tragedy is take away people's freedoms for the illusion of safety. Look at Guantanamo, which is one of the biggest things that was, you know, kind of birthed out of this. Obama closed that. Yeah. Okay. Sure. (laughs) But beyond that... Uh, just the sheer fact that it was ever allowed to happen, it's it's one of the... It's not closed. That's a joke. No, I know. But it's one of the ugliest things that we've ever done well hey look on the bright side though they definitely caught a lot of terrorists and kept them there yeah sure every single one of those guys that went there certainly none of the i mean certainly none of them were innocent right 
Yeah. And the, not the, the vast majority is, of them. Sad thing is, is, you know, you can make the argument that as long as one of them was as bad as they were claimed to be, which no, notably, yes, some of them were truly terrible people. A lot of them were complete innocence. I'm, okay. um, I'm pretty you can make sure. the argument that fucking a candle opened from a kindergarten class to save a bus full of people is a good thing to do. It's not a great argument. I want to know who <laughs> fucks... Who, how, how does that scenario <laughs> work make out? the argument oh, is my point. just so, so good at coming up with <laughs> examples. Every I time am. you do, it just brings me... I am a top-tier example. I, I'm just saying, it, the but whole idea of like, oh, well, you know, even if needs the many outweighs yeah. needs the few things. Even if, even if one of them was as bad as they said they were, it doesn't justify the fact that we kept like 30 different people imprisoned it basically indefinitely oh, with no trial something at one point yeah it was a lot more than there and once again there are still people there who are innocent yeah that have not been released well, just they're not, because they're not americans they're brown people we don't care oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah well and again to I, I will go back to it and i said that this is one of the most horrible things that we have done as a country i am not justifying this at all what i'm mm-hmm. saying is we, it's one we did of, kind of concentration camp the Japanese during I, World War II. It's one of the worst things that we've done. It is by far no means the worst. But what's tears. the worst yeah. thing? Mm. I would probably internment was oh awful, boy, but, oh, no, no. Uh, Native, Native American, American genocide. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty bad. That's probably the worst thing we've sure. ever done. I was just asking with, with the raping and the killing of the Indians. And yeah, the, there's a yeah, boy. There, there's. There certainly is a hierarchy of terrible things that America did. I was going to say we got a whole highlight now, reel. So. Let's, but let's, here's the thing. For me, I think that about the specific implications after 9-11 with all the policy decisions and those kind of things, a lot of innocent people lost their lives. And that's where the tragedy yes. lies at. No, of course. And, you know, I know when I listened to the, was it Flight 93? Is that the one? Yeah. When I listened to the, like the, the phone calls that people made knowing they were getting ready to die to their loved ones, oh, I cry every damn time. Because these are real people that had real families and they didn't deserve to die. Uh, no matter what the country had done or whatever. That sure. the greater policy implications was. So it's one of those things, obviously. Uh, it's a, we all agree at that. Oh, that's, yeah, of course. That's yeah. kind of the, that that's how things go. The, the citizens of co- of said country pay the price for what the government of said country does. Mm-hmm. But isn't the government in the country like ours a representation of the citizenry in general? I no. mean, are in, they? In, are in theory, sure. In but theory. in practice, no. That's why you have war crimes. That's why when you go to war, you, there are certain things. That, there are rules of war. So you don't attack citizenry. You don't just carpet bomb cities. In theory, when you go to war, you target military installations. Sure, you target World War II. Sherman. But Sherman would be so disappointed. No, in but you. that's my point. Like and there Patton. are, in theory, there are rules of war engagement that that you should follow, and it goes into this. There's an understanding that countries, like the government, can be corrupt and can be wrong and can do horrible things, and of course, it takes people to carry out those orders. But at the end of the day, the general populace is not accountable for the atrocities that that government I does. I don't 100% agree with you because we do vote our people in, and we could choose not to vote people in if we don't want to. Well, and to that point, we can lead into kind of another topic that Ukraine has gained significant ground back from Russia. Woo-woo! So yes, indeed. They've, they've actually, in the Kharkiv region... Uh, Look at you pronouncing it all right. Yeah. Yeah. Except for region, I've slurred on uh, that. <laughs> I only can nail one of the words. Uh, right. They have actually pushed all the way back to the Russian border. 
Yeah, I saw that. So that's pretty that's, exciting that's news. Because um, fuck Putin is my general philosophy in yeah, life. What a dickhead. Yeah, he's a real asshole. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. No, good for them. I'm glad they went on the offensive. And I'm glad the Russians broke and fled <laughs> like they should. Been on the offensive since day one. I mean, no, that's I know. Yeah, they, they, they weren't, they weren't mean, laying down. Yeah. yeah, I know, but they went on a new offensive. Let me put it that way. This yeah. is a new they, offensive. Well, they were on the defensive. They were holding their ground. Right. Sure. That was the important thing. This is the first time that they've taken drastic steps to push back. Yeah. Uh, because their whole thing is like. Well, we are now going to retake all of the land that you, you know, originally tried to take, even Crimea. Yeah, they're going to go through and take that back, and I, I'm sure they'll be able to do it because Russia is, yeah, just seemingly and just completely incoherent well, as far as this operation. That's, that's what happens when you spend years basically funneling all your resources that are supposed to go to your military to the rich. The yes, problem with Crimea, though, there is a significant part of the population that doesn't want to be Ukrainian. They want to be Russian. I still don't agree with the way it was handled, but I do think yeah. that, yeah, if you have 60 or 70% of the population that does want to be part of Russia, keeping them part of Ukraine is probably the best idea. Um, you're just going to have civil strife. You're going to have uh, upheaval. But whatever. I mean, well, that's like Ukraine's Taiwan. business. <laughs> it's like well, Taiwan right now. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. That's, that's essentially what you're describing in, in Crimea. Well, so. the difference is, well, the difference is that Taiwan has been an independent state and in everything but name since, well, since the Chinese Civil War. Sure. Um, just because China wants it back, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. So that's, those are all good points. Um, I think we should go ahead and take a break then and lead into our Trump indictment watch. So let's kick it off with that. I will be dirty, rotten traitor, and yes, stupid. So this week on Trump Indictment Watch, we have William Barr, that was Trump's uh, attorney general the last year and a half, two years, um, breaking with the GOP over the Mar-a-Lago search, basically saying it was justified. There's no reason the president should have those documents at Mar-a-Lago, and that he doesn't see a way Trump avoids being indicted for this um what are we thinking i mean no matter what this is going to be an uphill battle anyways there's going to be so much it's going to be absolutely mired in all the political bs that we see on a daily basis anyways but even more so uh i don't i don't know if i see him being indicted it it could happen it's I, just, in the face of overwhelming evidence that, yes, he did do this, it's kind of hard to say, like... I think, yes, he gets indicted, 100%. I think it doesn't happen until after the midterms, uh, mainly because there's actually a law in place that says the DOJ cannot make any kind of indictment or uh, accusation before a presidential election, like 60 days before a presidential or midterm, or any election in general, right? Yeah, but that's on sitting people, isn't it? It's like, in, I think it's in general. The thing is that they haven't abated in the past. They uh, did it right before the 2016 election and said they were reopening the thing about Hillary's emails or right. whatever. Yeah. Comey came out. He got a lot of heat for that because they're supposed to not do that to avoid the implication of throwing an election for one candidate or another. Yeah, but she was an active candidate. I guess my point is, is I don't know that Trump would necessarily fall in The articles that. I read all stated that this was a, an applicable situation. Okay. Yeah. Um, Maybe because motiv- he's politically a- motivated uh, announcements is the general idea. It doesn't say against a certain candidate or against whatever. It says just politically motivated announcements that can be perceived as I having gotcha. influence on elections. Um, 
So yeah, and then the special maester, master, special special master, special master, master. Uh, assigned or assigned, they approved the the judge in Florida that Trump appointed after he lost the election. Um, and you know what's funny about that too? He literally appointed the judge in the place he knew he was going to be living. Is yeah, that not weird. very interesting how that worked out? It's it's you know what a hundred percent coincidence. Yeah, sure. probably you're right. So she went ahead and ruled yes, they can have a special master. This is an independent outside person to go through the documents and check for anything that's not related to the investigation. It's a delay tactic. It's just yeah. a tactic to delay the investigation. I think they hope to be able to delay it long enough for Trump to get reelected so that the law no longer applies to him again. Well, and they, the DOJ is already appealing it, and part of the reasoning is because they are worried that they are going to bring in somebody who could potentially be bribed. Because yeah. that's that's a very real... I mean, anytime you have a third-party, you know individual you know they don't have any loyalties so if somebody's offering to pay them a bunch of money then i'm gonna make the argument that i really don't think that it has to be a third party or having non-allegiance to anything that that's the only stipulation you have not to be bought out because people with allegiances and people that are part of parties and people that are part of the system still be absolutely get bought out all the time yeah i was gonna mention that too because literally anybody could be bought out it just comes down to if they're you know, a good person or not. Where do their scruples lie? Right. Well, I also just saw an article, uh, Chris Christie, former governor of New Jersey, Republican. Just a stand-up also, guy. He just, is. Just a... Uh, says that he actually thinks the DOJ's chances of succeeding in the challenge of the special master case are pretty good. He's also a lawyer, former lawyer, former prosecutor, um, also a, quote, rhino, you know, at this point where he's spoken out is against that, Trump. Is that like a bear? Yeah, it's like a bear. Okay. No, Republican in name only. A rhino, which is anything they're calling anybody who says anything against oh my Trump God. these days. Is there a, is there a term for a secretly gay Republican? I don't know. Oh, oh, you know what though? This has nothing to do with the indictment watch. But I have to say this before we pass the aperitif section. No, you know what? I'll save it for the next episode. Fuck okay. Oh. Moving on. You can write uh, it down so you don't forget it. Oh, I've got it. It's is there brain. one? Okay, I would probably say it's going to be Peter Schmidt. Is is what the term you're looking for? Okay. It's not quite as great as a bear, but. Yeah, that's probably what I'm thinking. A Peter Schmidt. A Peter Schmidt. Well, since we're talking about Trump, it's a natural lead-in to our Florida Man segment. So with that, here we go. Y'all watch this. Florida Man. This week we have a, well, fucking gross Florida Man story in the form of Newport Ritchie Officer Fired amid allegations of fondling a girl in custody. And this week, we, have, we have to thank this article for, to Mr. Wayne over here. He found this for us this week. It says here, it's a dizzy. Bobby Labrido, 43, was fired after an invest. By the way, guys, keep in mind, fired, not charged with a crime, before we get into the rest of this. After an investigation uh, into claims, he touched a 17-year-old girl's buttocks and breasts while taking her to juvenile detention. Ugh, gross. Okay. Um, Newport Ritchie Police Corporal. He's a corporal, too. He's not even a regular uh, officer. Not anymore. Nice. Uh, he was, yeah. Has lost his job after an internal investigation confirmed allegations of sexual misconduct raised by a 17-year-old girl who was in his custody. According to the Newport Ritchie Police Department, former police corporal Bobby Lebrido is not facing any criminal charges stemming from the allegations. That he first engaged of not. in inappropriate and explicit conversations while looking at naked photos of the girl on her cell phone before groping her buttocks and breasts. Okay, hold on. 
looking at naked photos of her on her that cell phone. That would be a felony, by the way. That yeah. is that's 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 viewing child pornography. Yeah. In every state that I'm aware of, anything you can like in Ohio, there is actually a law, and it says if you are 16, that is the age of consent. Fucked up. Shouldn't be. It should be 18. That's fucking stupid. But anyways, you can be 50 years old and have sex with a 16 year old. That is legal in the state of Ohio. That's weird. I don't think that's okay. But, but if you look at nude photos of that 16 year old girl. It's a felony, and you're looking at child pornography. If a 17-year-old looks at photos of his 16-year-old nude girlfriend, that's a felony. That's a weird, doesn't-match-up kind of law. Like, yeah. it should all be 18 regardless, and if you're under 18, you shouldn't get a felony because your girlfriend sent you a nude. That's kind of fucking stupid. But that's just me. I don't know. Um, they shouldn't be sending nudes in the first place, but I'm just saying teenagers are teenagers, and... Uh, it's a little weird to charge him with felonies for that, but but it's it's odd for a police officer to first off taking her to juvie, like that he wasn't like he didn't arrest her he didn't he wasn't taking her to court like she's already been tried what was he even doing with her phone in the first place oh yeah like that's said, uh, the part of the story's not in here tell me what you said about oh, the sandwich the, the uh, before he groped her uh, he offered her up a half his sandwich. And then told her that sandwich wasn't free, and then he groped her. So yeah. just a just a real stand-up police officer. Yeah. Okay. And here's here's some fun here. Um, it says here that they determined his actions in this matter were in violation of numerous departmental rules, regulations, oh. and procedures. <laughs> yeah. And then and that those improper and unbecoming actions have absolutely affected your reputation. They are certainly they actions on becoming of an officer. Yeah. yeah. You could almost say that they're illegal. But hey, guys, guys, it says he worked for the agency for five years and had no previous disciplinary issues. Of course. Right? Yeah. And he, was a ten, he worked in Oviedo for 10 years and Orange County for, as a corrections officer for two years. So really, this was just, this was just a, a little little blip. Yeah. Um, he said that he did not believe told. he did anything immoral or illegal. But Librito also admitted to breaking protocol when he did not properly transport the girl. So that's the big crime here. He didn't properly transport her. Yeah. yeah the police department doesn't care about anything else that happened in the course of that. It was the fact that he didn't properly transport her. This is a... It, she was deemed a runaway, right? This is a pure example of someone taking advantage of someone they didn't think was in a position to tell on them. Yeah. That is the sickest shit. Oh, so a police officer. Yeah. Well, there we go. <laughs> so... Um... I just, I mean, I just can't believe he didn't get charged. I mean, there's like 15 different crimes in here. And the I fact that he didn't properly transport her via departmental procedures yeah. is a bullshit thing to get fired for. How about yeah. you're a creepy-ass pervert who, like, sexually assaulted somebody? I'm just doubting that this was the first instance. I'm just imagining oh, no, that sure. this I'm is sure the first one that reported it, Yeah, which... In that case, I'm glad that he at least faced some sort of repercussion because... He lost his job, but he's probably got a new one right now oh, as a cop somewhere. I'm sure. I'm sure. And I don't think that, obviously, he didn't get what he deserved. Like, he deserves to go to jail, serve time, um, because that affects somebody for the rest of their life. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm just saying, I don't think this is the first time that it happened. And at least, at oh. least he lost his job. There. certainly not yeah at no. minimum well, and that's that's the wild thing to me is like we see so so many times where like police officers kill somebody somebody totally innocent it happened recently in ohio 
they they gunned down a guy that they said had a gun, and sure enough, nowhere to be found was, was this no magical gun. gun that he had. And I'm sure that all of those officers are just facing, you know, time off with no pay. That's called yes. a drop gun? Anyways, uh, it's nice on trace well, one you just drop on the criminal. Well, the, they, <coughs> they didn't have one, so they didn't plan well, ahead enough. that's just lazy. Come on. You always carry a drop gun. <laughs> uh, last thing I want to say here. It says, in his patrol car, he placed the girl's cell phone on a charger and asked for the password. The girl gave it to him and said she was surprised when he started looking at her photo gallery and watching videos of her twerking while making comments about her ass. The girl told detectives Librito admitted he was really trying to see what your breasts look like. And eventually logged into her Snapchat account where he'd found a photo of the juvenile's bare breasts. Then he took a photo of the picture with his phone. Oh, God. Oh. And continued looking at the naked image while driving back to the hospital. How does it get worse? Making sexually explicit comments as he drove. First of all, this is just beyond ridiculous. This is the, well, the biggest problem with our fucking criminal justice system. There's no goddamn accountability. He literally admitted he did this shit, and the yeah. worst thing that happened to him was he got fucking fired. Every single police department in this country needs to have a civilian board of oversight that handles every goddamn complaint. No internal investigations, no fucking other police departments reviewing the case. A goddamn yeah. civilian independent board saying, you fucked up. In principle, I agree with you 100%, Austin. In practice, you have to have people who understand the law. So I'm fine with have this. Have an advisor you, on the board. And that's I, my point. I'm I, sorry. I'm fine with I that. I don't know a whole lot about the law, but when you take a picture... <laughs> but I'm fairly certain of one thing, and that is when you unlock a miner's phone and find nude pictures of them on no, their go phone. Go searching for it. Yeah, you, yeah go searching for you, them. And then you take a picture... On your phone, of their phone. I'm pretty sure you have just committed a crime. Okay, just because he um, beat off. Yes. Oh, hold on a second. No, I'm just kidding. That's not me. Yes, article. yes, yes, of course. This is a black and white case. I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying what Austin said, what he talked about with a, with an oversight committee of, of civilians. I'm fine with that. I just want it to be an educated oversight committee. That's well, all that the police, I'm saying. The police themselves aren't educated on the law. Agreed. The vast Agreed. majority of them have a like two-week training yes. of how to be police, and that's it. Oh, here's the sandwich. I found the sandwich. It says here that... Um, so he was so distracted by the photos that he hit a deer while driving... Which I then co- about that part. was corroborated by dash camera footage and a phone call he made to the agency he reported he hit the deer. He arrived at the hospital, obtained the signatures that he was missing for the girl. He literally half his sandwich without handcuffs outside of his cruiser. The girl told investigators she engaged the police officer in sexually explicit banner, hoping he would let her go. He assured her her body his body camera was off, was turned off, because of course, once again, they can do that. They can just turn off the body camera. And that the audio recordings in the vehicle wouldn't capture the encounter, then handcuffed her again when she was done eating. Um, then he said the sandwich wasn't free and groped her bottom as he cuffed her hands behind her back and placed her into a back seat. Jeez, he lifted the sh- her shirt and bra and groped her breasts. Oh my god. Tried to talk her into having a threesome with his. What? Hold on. With her mom. With her mom? Oh my god. Okay, so, anyways. Yeah, this Piece guy, of shit trash yeah. in prison. Yeah. And we need to fix this broken justice system because this isn't an isolated incident. This shit happens all the time. When did this happen? Is there the, like a July. chance that he could... Uh, he... <laughs> happened in July. <laughs> he, September 9th is when this article was published. So, Boy, I mean, hopefully, a, hopefully this was years ago, right? Yeah. Right? How, oh, two months. So the okay. only hope is going to be this, that charges get brought to him at the state level, but it's what state was that again? Oh, Florida. Florida. Oh. Yeah. So well, that's uh, unlikely uh. to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, they I got don't a backed like up here. 
So, yeah, this is just completely disgusting. I'm sorry, guys. Normally our Florida Man segments are more fun and, and tra white trashy. This is just gross. And, uh, and white trashy. And criminal. <laughs> and just, oh, I don't know. Extremely trashy. I mean, it, it, it fits. It's just... It's just sad that it happened. That that there's no like, there's no criminal charges. That that it was basically just hey, well you did a really fucked up thing, so we're gonna go ahead and fire you. Yeah, normally at these segments, I I feel kind of humorous and jolly. Now I just feel yucky and gross. Yeah. So. Well, well moving that's on. that's what I bring to the table. Yeah. Thanks, moving on Wayne. from that, we're gonna go ahead and move into our main topic this evening, which is gonna be the death. Of the Queen. God save the Queen. Are you sure that we don't want to hear from one of our fictitious sponsors? I fucking hate you. Yes, you thank like you, Wayne, for reminding me because I totally forgot. It is time for an ad from one of our fictitious sponsors. PME. Podcast Management Empire. Does your podcast have undeveloped resources? Do you feel your distribution is primitive and unrefined? Do you want an audience that really speaks your language? Well, here at PME, we'll take your raw talent and exploit every avenue to convert that primitive podcast into a shining jewel for all to admire. We start with the very best analytics the industry can offer to really segregate your listener base in order to put them to work for you. Have no concerns. Your podcast ideology will be corrected in the proper way. We will help your podcast leave a legacy that will last for generation upon generation, well beyond your eventual death. Let us bear that burden for you. Trust in us at PME. So, you know, we went ahead and contracted with PME for our podcast ad, and already we've seen a marked decrease in... What do you say, unruly listeners? Really helped bring order to yeah. the podcast, I thought. Um, yeah, uh, there's also the uh, lovely gentleman that they've sat out to uh, sent out to, to sit with us. Uh, he's been in the corner the entire time of the podcast, and he uh, takes a lot of notes. Um, he does not seem too friendly. Uh, he hasn't said a word to us, actually, so I'm just under the assumption that he's from PME. I hope so. Um are you sure you want to say something? Just staring. Okay, yeah. Yeah, he okay. just... He looked up, stared. He did not acknowledge almost, it all. Almost like a fatherly figure. Yeah. You know, watching over us while we do the podcast. Making sure we do it right. Wouldn't yeah. you say? That's yeah. true, yeah. Yeah, I feel safer, personally. I don't know. What do you think, uh, Jamie? I got a little bit of stranger danger, so... I mean, I'll be, I'll be nice. I'm happy to have him here. I think that's uh, not correct thinking, but we'll just, uh, just see what He comes held down. up a note that said compliance, and he tapped it when you were talking. Right. So I'm just, I don't know, maybe uh, just uh, try to be more of a, a team player. Right, I'm having a great time. Excellent, good good job. Me Perfect. Too. 
Yeah. Okay, Great so uh, as we teased accidentally before the uh, break for our fictitious sponsor, we'll be talking about it's the not Queen. really a spoiler alert, though. I mean, the world knows at this point. I said tease. Mm. Well, but they couldn't have guessed that we were going to talk about it. No, couldn't have guessed that at all. Uh, the Queen, Queen Elizabeth II, uh, has died at the age of 96. So, I mean, we're Americans, so we don't really give too big of a fuck, I think, about that. But at the same time, she has been an inspirational figure to some in the world and a vile figure to others. Um, yeah, I think uh, you'd be hard-pressed to find a more divisive figure, really. Really? Really? No. I think that's a bold <laughs> statement. Uh, no, but, I don't know. But it's it's very much a, like, people either, like... Either have very, they have very strong feelings one way or the other. I don't agree with that at all. I think really? there's so much just non caring about the the queen in general. I think people we'll do about care the monarch. more than they should in America, actually, because we haven't had a monarch and specifically their monarch in, what, 300 years. Um, you know, I don't know. I disagree. I don't. I, I think you go around and you ask just the average American anywhere, and they don't care about the British I crown. Think, no, they, 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 that's mm, a bunch of BS. Yeah, people love Every that time kind of shit. Every time there's a royal wedding. In the same way that they love the Pope if they're not Catholic. Like, you love it in this kind of weird way, but you don't people actually follow care the about royal family it. here. I, I don't know. I, I kind of agree because... It's like a you you hear of a reality show, right? Yeah. And you're like, oh yeah, yeah, Survivor. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, watch I that. And then you have like the diehard fans, right? Yeah. And then you have the people who don't care about it at all. But then you have the people in between. They're like, right. I think most people's reaction in the country is, oh, that's sad. Agreed. And it's sad it's when there's people a fair die. Amount, right. There's a fair <laughs> amount that are like, oh, well, that is a big deal to them, right? Like I said, the royal wedding got a ton of viewers in the U.S. when they televised that when, a couple years ago. Yeah. Well, that um, one had an American in it, right? Well, uh, even before that, they always... Okay. Uh, Princess Diana was widely loved in For the sure. 80s and 90s. Of course. But Until you're also Queen talking about one of the biggest spectacle weddings in the plant, like on the entire mm-hmm. globe. I'm just there's, saying there's people a care more than we realize, I think. And... On different spectrums. Like, so, the one thing I've been seeing a lot of is I would call them mean memes. Um, specifically about her death, like, praising it, implying she's burning in hell, things like that. I don't like that. I think it's gone too far because here's the thing. One, the British monarch has not had real power in Great Britain in how long? Oh, Queen Elizabeth quite some time. Is, a, yeah. is, a, is like a, a mascot, for was a mascot. She did not have real power. She's not the one responsible for colonialism. She's not the one responsible for most British policy for the last 70 years. I thought, like, she herself owned, like, 70% of the globe. No, she owns a lot of property. That's true. The, 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 the monarchy does. But, owned, yeah. She did. Um, but, no, that being said, I'm just, and don't get me wrong, you can argue the whole opulent wealth thing and the fact that that's really, it take, giving all the benefits from it, she's living the benefits from all right. those things that happened yeah. under previous monarchs, whatever. She also definitely covered up for, was it Prince Andrew and his <laughs> oh, yeah. his uh, yeah. pedophilic shenanigans? Uh, speaking of it, I brought it up to Aaron earlier, but there's there's a video from the like memorial today. Yeah, uh, He definitely uh, gropes his own daughter's ass and it is... Uh, okay, it's so it's off-putting. No. I'm not defending creepy things the monarchy does. I'm just saying memes la- laughing at the fact that she's, quote, burning in hell kind of mean to do for anybody who's dead unless they're, like, legitimately a monster, which I don't think she can qualify as legitimately a monster. No, I don't think that she was a monster. I don't think that she was, you know, completely hands-clean living individual. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I It's sad when anyone dies, and I will say that just about anyone. It. 
I don't think that it didn't affect me at all. It just didn't. I think she got she actually legitimately did give a lot of inspiration to the British people specifically. I think that is true. Um, I, I think that's why her addresses were so widely watched, and I think there has been a great reaction across the pond, as so to speak. Well, the vast majority of people that have lived in the last hundred years only had her as a queen, I as know. their their monarch. Since so the fifties. What right? do you mean the vast majority? Uh, the 40s, over the past hundred years was right. it the four? I thought, but there are people because she was, was she was uh, just, she was queen when um, uh, Churchill. Was prime minister. Yeah, but Churchill mm. was prime minister in the fifties as well. Mm. He got kicked out right after World War Two, and they came back for a, a, a stint right after, like in the early nineteen fifties. Um, I want to say I'll look it up real real quick, but I want to say it was the fifties. Yeah, fifty three. Yeah, it was nineteen fifty three. She was she was coronated. Um, so I don't know. And she met what ten presidents? I think ten ten. Oh crap, ton. Uh, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. A, a lot. Yeah, yeah. But so I mean, once—that's no, what once happens again, with the monarchy. Uh, yeah. Prince Charles, longest in waiting, ever. I think she was the longest reigning monarch. He she is was. the oldest to be coronated yes. monarch. <laughs> and you know, it's wild that she could have stepped, stepped down, down at any time, time. <laughs> and she just didn't. She was like, "No, Charles, it's your turn soon." And he was like, "Oh, please, mummy, please, I would like to be the king." Uh, no one wants your weird sausage hands. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, Have you not seen the pictures? I don't follow no. any of this. None of it. He's None got, it. <laughs> he's got like his fingers are like so swollen. You can see his ring is like fully embedded in them. Yeah, he's gonna have heart. He's gonna have a heart attack like any day soon. now. <laughs> no. yeah. Well, anyway, so maybe the, lo- the shortest certain monarch as well. We'll see. Uh, not that we wish him any harm, but. I don't know. Once again, to me, it's like basically they're a big mascot for the country of Great Britain, and we can all admit the country of Great Britain, like most countries on the planet, have done a lot of things they really shouldn't have done over history. Any old country, especially, has done a lot of things we shouldn't have done over history. America, not excluded from that. What? Gasp. Yeah, I know, right? Um, but so at this point, I don't care if they have a mascot. It doesn't bother me any. I mean, a bunch of ritual, whatever. Here, here's something that I think should have happened. Um, they, they will dissolve the monarchy at some point. Some point in the future, at it, it will end. What better capstone to put than the longest reigning monarchs passing? Like, I don't think that that should have been carried on. I think that, you know, to your point, it it is a mascot. It, they don't do anything. They, they don't have wield no, actual power. Anymore. Yeah, right. they, they, so there's no... There just is no reason to have them. I, you know, what if it, Charles brought it back? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh God, yeah. He just starts invading other countries no. and dissolves the parliament for the crown. For the crown. <laughs> <laughs> on a on a fucking horse with a sword, just screaming for the crown at people. Uh, but but no, I mean to to that whole point of like them being kind of a um, like like a, a mascot for the country. It's they're like they're really only a mascot for the country in terms of they're the wealthiest. So it would be like us giving Bezos a crown and saying like, please be please represent us, in in you know. I mean we do that every time we buy something from Amazon, don't we? Yeah, more or less. Yeah. Give blood of our soul. But but it's just it's so convenient though. Where else are you going to get free two day shipping? I I mean come on. It's true. That's how they get you. If not like same day shipping. Yeah. Mm 
I don't know. Like I said, at some point, I'm sure the British will get rid of the monarchy or at least make it not a thing. But, I mean, it's not even that. It's like, Canada still recognizes the British monarch as their official monarch. Yeah. Australia, Australia does, too. Yeah, Australia yeah. does, yeah. Uh, yeah. The Commonwealth, there's like 40-something nations or 40-something yeah. th- you know, territories yeah. that still recognize. They don't have any power, but still recognize them as like, hey, you're on our money. Yay, yeah. you know. Scotland has feelings about it. Scotland does have feelings about it. Ireland has bigger feelings yes, about yes, it. Yes, they, they do. do. I keep seeing a lot of memes about uh, Ireland reunification from starting Next Generation. They mentioned it was only in 2024. And it was like, hey, right on track. You know? <laughs> yeah, kind of. Um, Star Trek? Star- oh, oh, I see oh, what you did there. Oh, yeah. oh, 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 oh. Nice, nice, nice. But I don't know. To me, it's one of those things where... It does feel momentous in a way because this is somebody who has been the damn Queen of England my entire life. Our, everyone in this room's entire life. I was going to say, your life isn't that important as like the a, Queen a, of England. A guidepost for the. I know. <laughs> but most people, as the oldest. Are, most people who are alive, I would say, she's been the monarch of England 100%, the yes. entire time. So, And, you know, it's like one of those things where. You see a little old person and you're like, oh, they're so sweet. doesn't matter if they were fucking Mussolini. You know? They're little and old. They seem sweet half the time. I don't I don't get that necessarily. Yeah, to be fair, like Castro looked really sweet too. So. Little mm-hmm. sweet old man Castro. Yeah, I mean, know? he did. He looked well, he look looked like Well, look at Grandpa puttering around the golf course with his with his icy looked like that. It looked like that picture of uh, Nick Nolte when he got arrested. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so his true. hair all disheveled. And that's uh, just how Castro looked all the time. Yeah, basically. And why keep yourself groomed? You don't have to. The damn that's true. <laughs> ruler dictator of Cuba, you know. But, yeah, so, I mean, it's going to be a change. I mean, I keep seeing articles like the monarchy will have to change in order to adapt now. And I'm like, look, adapt <laughs> to what? Change to what? They knight people and they show up to ceremonies and they wave. I don't see... I think one of my favorite things recently was that months ago, or months, years, when Meghan Markle and Harry were married, and uh, it was they, years, yeah. yeah, and they had mm. kids, and they found it like, and she found out like their kids didn't receive any royal titles, and she cried racism and this and that, and said it's because she's American and whatnot, and it was like, well, literally, they're literally they're just so far down the line that they didn't think it was worth giving them a title. Well, now that the Queen died. They now are they've kicked up. Yeah, they oh. are. They are now. They now have official royal titles. Now the lowest of the low royals, right? Yeah, basically, real, it's basically trashy ones. Basically, the you know, literally like fifteen to twenty people would have to die before you would be crowned king. It's like the Secretary of Agriculture, yeah. exactly. The president, you know, yeah. um, only uh, that actually could happen. It would have real consequences. Yeah, um, bunch of royals dying. I guess would not outside of depression. I mean, the British pound took a big hit. When she died in the market, I'm not sure why. Confidence, Which, and yeah. Once again, it's it's that thing where it's like they really, like you said, they're a mascot, they're a figurehead. They don't really do a whole lot as far as the government was concerned. No, not at all. That's what they had Parliament for. Yeah, all, all governance is done by Parliament. So I did read that during hard times, she would breed her corgis because it would make her happy to have puppies around. That's fantastic. Know. That is the opposite of fantastic. Just, just a bunch of inbred dogs. Yeah, exactly. The original one was a birthday present to her when she turned 18. The, her first dog's name was Susan, um, which is the only part of it that I support. <laughs> Why do you hate corgis? Corgis are I awesome. I don't hate corgis. She just hates poorly bred animals. Uh, I, 
I don't hate the animals. I don't support the backyard breeding. And it's like such a But you've a been to your family reunions. Form. I mean, oh. you definitely don't have a problem with Oh, I'm just kidding. I'm oh. teasing you. Come on. You're so funny. I'm a funny guy. You're so funny, Austin. She's got a knife. Um, She's <laughs> got a knife. <laughs> and the guy just wrote another note. Uh, Sitting gosh. in the corner. Use the knife, know. the note says. <laughs> Use the knife. <laughs> oh. Topple, topple the current leader. That just, sounds no, right on brand. My, it just says my, you, issue, my main issue him. with it is that she there was an accidental breeding of the corgis with her sister's dachshund. And then they said, this is good. We like this. And then they just kept breeding them. Um. I mean, is that not the point of breeding dogs is to find the most hilarious kind of offspring? And <laughs> I mean, look at all the dogs across the world. Seems to be the, the end goal. Oh, look how cute it is. He can't breathe. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, poor pugs. It's uh. so sad. And bulldogs. Yeah. English bulldog. Um, no, thanks. Bo- no, thanks. I, I do understand. And I do agree. But. Also, I also love corgis, so. Uh, that's fine. Um, they just, I don't like that they come pre-equipped with health issues. Like, you have to restrict a lot of their activity. Like, they can't jump off the couch or they'll hurt their back. Oh, yeah. Um, I can't jump off the couch without hurting my back. I'm sorry. That's how you <laughs> fix the gene problem. The corgi that jumps off the couch too many times doesn't get to grow up enough corgis of its own. That's not how it works. <laughs> <laughs> and and yeah, natural yeah. selection, <laughs> but yeah. we we natural selection doesn't exist with domestication. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But what if you had a, a corgi with a splendid back that you know you wanted to to breed and? Well, see, that's what I'm saying. He would get to survive and pass on those genes. No, okay. So I am for breeds existing for their intended purposes, but now, who gives them their purposes? They don't. They're not born with purpose. Yeah, dog god. Like we we assign purposes to them, like oh, we just we have stuff a, they're good at. That's fine, but we've bred them to be good at those things. Is exactly. my point. Yes. Yeah, and and then we started breeding them because they looked funky, funny, <laughs> funny, <true>. funky. <laughs> Both. But, but, where they looked in but, but the a corgi is in a herding breed group, so it initially is a working dog. It, it was supposed to be. Okay. Oh, no, and I understand it. that it's gone a long way from then, from that. We just kept making its legs shorter but, and its back longer. <laughs> yeah. it's, a, but, it's a hooker dog. But when you are breeding responsibly, you are breeding dogs for a select purpose. And that purpose should be, I, I believe that a dog should be proven before it's bred. It should have... It should earn the right. It should prove itself to All pass right. on better genetics. <laughs> All right, yes, Himmler. Yes. <laughs> Dog oh Himmler. Boy. It's different with animals. All right, oh, we're on Hubbard. It's absolutely different with animals. <laughs> okay, so we've got but, a rousing fascist dog speech. But that, but that's the thing is, Queen Elizabeth was breeding these dogs for a very specific purpose because it made her happy. Mm-mm. You know, I'm just saying, you should have slammed your fist on the table as you were saying those things and put a bunch of dramatic <laughs> now, music behind now, it. Now. <laughs> well, the guy in the corner told me not to. <laughs> That's fair. 
that's the right. signs. That's yeah, that was the first time he's perked up all episode. <laughs> that's probably a good place to uh, wrap up the episode. So I want to go ahead and remind everybody to please like, share, and subscribe. Uh, was I drunk? You can find us on social media at Was I Drunk SP. That's at Was I Drunk SP. Uh, please get your friends to listen and uh, let us know what we're doing right and what we're doing wrong. With that, I guess I'll just go ahead and say bottoms up.